Previously on Kids on Bikes. Kids, this is Alice and Eve. They are my talented friends. And I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. Uh, Randall Lawrence. You still hear the muffled voice of Dr. Harlequin. And you're able to hear, oh yes, hey, uh, please come on in. We've actually got quite a breakthrough that I think we're, we're about to see. Someone has made their way into the cube. And I think we're finally going to get to see what happens once, or not see, but we'll get to find out what happens once the buzzing man feeds. These are our two, two of our three new ones. This one's Alice. This one's Eve. Randall. My name is Randall. Alice? Said it was Alice? Alice, my name is Randall. Okay. With an eight, you do notice there's a fixed point of static, like a little black spot that's not moving around like all of the others are. From what we can tell, it's almost like another realm in there. We've been able to push things through it, but we've also lost stuff in it. While we were doing these experiments, we found what we refer to as the hub. That's how he gets around. Basically, we woke up a creature. We'll need to go to all four stations at this place that have these rooms in them and be ready to shut them down as soon as we know that he's in the hub. Randall, you and I will go up to the Armitage lab. That'll work. And then we can meet at the 12th floor once we've figured out and eliminated if she's in one of those rooms. That sounds perfect. Okay. and welcome to Kids on Bikes, the last episode of the Fuzzy Arc. Let's jump in where we left off. You guys had closed down one of the cubes yes. that the the buzzing man had been in, having extracted Meg. Yay! And the plan had been that Meg and Garrett and Alice were going to go to one of the labs on the first floor and that Randall and Eve were going to go up to the Armitage lab on the sixth floor. Yes. All right. And Mary, you had just jumped into a little cube offshoot that you'd found. Yes. Pursued by the buzzing man. Correct. And Kat, you were home having fun with chemistry. Yep. Fun. That's what I was doing. Floaty fingers. Having fun. Yes. Fun. Fun. So let's start then with Megan, Garrett, and Alice. Hi. So Alice is like, okay, so if we go back through this door and then down the hall to the left, when we go in, we'll get to one of their other labs where they have the cubes. So uh, let's move. Yes. All right, let's go. So you guys get to the lab, and it is, as had been predicted, pretty empty. It looks like a higher-tech version of the tent that y'all were mm-hmm. just in. Mm-hmm. Similarly has a few Tesla coils, basically, mm-hmm. and suspended in between them are one large static cube. How large do you say? At this point, it's probably eight by eight by eight. Cool. Feet. I should have put some sort of measurement in there rather than just numbers. Units are awesome. (laughs) Yes. 
Uh, so yeah, eight feet. So like a, a Garrett plus a Peter Dinklage by Garrett. <laughs> I think that is the conversion I'd have to check my book, though. Please, please do. Please do. Please do. God, now I, now I need to look up how, how tall he actually is, because I'm afraid of, he's probably taller than I think he is. I'm... <sighs> Yeah, we're hold gonna it. we're gonna have to we're gonna have hold, to wait for confirmation. Hold for oh, that he's much taller than I thought he was. Yeah. Shit. Okay, so like, uh, he's tall? four foot four, and I am five. Oh my feet. god! So it's like a Garrett and like three quarters of a Peter Dinklage by a Garrett and three quarters of a Peter Dinklage. <laughs> There's a large <laughs> floating cube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a Garrett and three fifths of a Garrett. By Garrett and three bits of Garrett. That's a very helpful measuring system. Alice runs up to the cube and pushes her hand in real quick. Alice, no, why would you do that? Your hand. What are you doing? I'm trying I'm trying to see if if anyone's in there. Well, I could hear people talking when I was inside. So we could have just asked. Okay. Hey, is there anybody in there? Is there anyone in the cube? You are getting no response. All right, let's pull the plug. All right. So there are no visible outlets or anything to literally pull the plug. But is there another console like there was in the tent? There is another console like there was in the tent. Yes. Let's smash it. I really appreciate your enthusiasm, Meg. Like, normally that's exactly what I would say. Alice, do you remember what buttons you smashed outside in an order? Yes. There should be a dial that can adjust the size of it. Smash it. And you want to make it as small as possible. And then smash it. And then you should smash the override button that should turn it off. I will do that. All right. I guess I will take care of the dial. Good plan. Let's go. I am am here for enthusiastic smash it, Meg. (laughs) (laughs) Merg smash I was waiting for you to do that I've gone from Bat Meg to Meg Hulk You could be Professor Meg Hulk (laughs) Garrett walks up to the console And starts messing with the dial Till it's approximately hollow By Warwick Davis size And then Okay. Can I can I smash my button now, please? No, it's it's still fairly large. I mean, you can smash that button whenever you want to smash that button. It's just Alice seemed to indicate that it would work best if the cube is super small. <laughs> okay. Come on, Garrett. Let's make it smaller. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> okay. Are you are you making it smaller? Yeah. Or are you just leaving it? No. The... I'm just gonna keep turning the dial. Does it like does is it one of those ones that just spins around forever or does like it, it just to... spins around forever? Well, well, I'm just gonna keep doing that then. So Wait. as you do that, it gets really, really, really small. It gets to about penny size. I'm gonna smash that button. Do it. All right. Smash. Roll grit for me. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not gonna make you roll to press a button. Smash. Well, I got a nine. She smashes it. You needed a one, so you wreck it. (laughs) You press the button, and a large klaxon starts sounding. Could you you let us know what that sounds like, please? Sure. Good. That's good. that that's great. Good. Awesome. Okay. And it maybe goes about five times and then stops and the Tesla coils shut down and the box disappears. It's really nice okay. that they made the inside one louder and more intricate. Yeah. That was really considerate of the evil people. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what's next? Well, let's shift focus up to the sixth floor. Randall. Yes, sir. You 
and Eve make your way up to the sixth floor, and the elevator opens up, and a robotic voice says, Welcome to the Armitage Laboratory. And it opens up into this huge lab that's got rows of tables that people are have clearly done experiments on. And if you think of like a science lab in a school, this looks like that, but five times as large. Over at the far end is a table, and on the table is a very, very, very small set of Tesla coils and a cube in between them. How big is it? The set of Tesla coils could fit in the palm of your hand. It's on a little base and the cube in it is super tiny. There don't seem to be any dials or anything. And Eve goes, okay, um, wasn't expecting this. You got any ideas? Um, I've no idea at all. Oh, cuss. All right, Randall's going to roll brains to see if he can figure anything out. Awesome. That is a five. All right, so yeah, I would say that it's clear that the Tesla coils are pretty fragile because they're so small and you you get the feeling that if you wanted to you could probably just snap one off and shut the whole thing down well randall's got his crowbar i mean you wouldn't even really need your crowbar you could just like smash it grab it with your hand and go quack but before you do that you do hear sounds coming from the cube do you hear that yeah i I can't quite tell what it sounds like footsteps hello mary Yes. You have run into this cube. Yes. And you hear the staticky voices of a couple of people uh-huh. asking each other if they have any ideas. And then, do you hear that? And a hello? Uh, he- hello? Is, hello? Is there somebody in there? Is, is there someone out there? It, or, out, hello? Who is this? This, it's Mary. Oh, The buzzing man at this point is standing up behind you, but also just kind of looking around a bit bewildered at the voices. The buzzing man is behind Mary, and does she... She knows it, though. Yes. Okay. Randall? Yeah, and Eve. Oh, Eve, hi. Hi. Um, help? Yeah, let's see what we can do. Eve, I have to tell you, it's really nice to have a um, a capable adult uh, in 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 this whole situation with me now. Wait, thank you. What what adults are you talking about? Um, <laughs> let's get. No, you know what? I can't. A good general would not leave her men behind. I have Randall's dad and Kat's dad near me-ish. Okay. I kind of lured the the buzzing man away from them. Some might say heroically, but we will be needing medical attention sooner sooner than later, probably. Okay. Are they with you in the room you're in right now? No. I went off to um, try and find anything and leave the unconscious individual with the other one and then i ran into the buzzing man and then i ran into this room hold up unconscious yeah um we kind of had a scorpion buzzing man encounter and ed took the took the brunt of some uh static pincer shaped blunt objects to the all of him He's still alive, though. Where's my dad right now? Um, he's 
in a separate static void. But the good, the positive spin is that uh, the buzzing man is within killing distance of me. So, yay! Uh, okay, so we're going to need you to get out of there. Okay. But I think we can't pull you out into this, in, into our worlds right now. Oh. Because I don't know how we would get to the others. Right. Okay, well... Can you get back into that larger place? No, Eve, there's another another opening on the 11th floor. Right. Yeah. How would we be able to tell someone in the hub to get to that opening if they can't hear us? Either that or one of us goes in. No, 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 no. Let's not do that. I can... I know how to get back to them. I walked in a straight line... And very wisely didn't go in the first door that I ran into, but ran back to this one. Boy, what a great planner I am. So I'm going to try to et gay, away yay, um fray, the buzzing man. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, it's pig Latin, Randall. Um, <laughs> That's not what I'm asking, Mary. <laughs> he's, um, well, he's, like I said, he's sort of right behind me. I think you're distracting him. Ooh, hey, keep distracting him. I'm going to sort of Bugs Bunny try and sort of sneak away very casually, just sort of talk lower until... You guys keep talking, though, amongst yourselves, and maybe that will distract him enough that I can get away. Okay, so if we can get Mary and the other two to the cube up on the 11th floor how in the entrance of the of the thing is the buzzing man so the two of you are like far enough in the room that you could feasibly sneak around okay i'm going to have you roll flight for this yeah okay flight okay um that was a 1 oh boy <laughs> so. so you Take an adversity token. I'll just write that right down right now. As you, like, take a step and basically just turn smack dab into the the buzzing man. Right. And you fall down on your bottom. Uh, Oof. Oof. I've just fallen down on my bottom, clearly. Oh, hey there. (laughs) You know what I would love, buzzing man? I bet that you can't turn into a chair. Do you think you can turn into a chair? I bet you can't. Roll charm for me, I guess. Yeah. Charming him super works. Come on, come on. I know this for a fact. Well, that's a nine, so... Okay. It cocks its head to the side and then slowly changes into the shape of a chair. And Mary would like to run out of the door right now. Okay, great. (laughs) Since you're not trying to sneak or anything, I'm going to say you get through that one fine do you yell anything to randall and eve as you go or do you just go yeah i'll I'll yell over my shoulder okay i'm gonna go try and get them by and then i'm gonna run straight out the door and try and keep going straight because i remember that i was walking straight when i ran into this and then i think that is what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna be yelling tom tom yell back at me so that i don't miss you tom Are you there? As I run as loud as I can, and I'm running as fast as I can. Okay. Randall, you hear Mary yelling, Okay, I'm going to go try and get them by! And then some 
silence. What do you do? He's still in there, isn't he, Eve? Probably so. What happens if we shut the room down with him inside? I don't know. I think he would probably find his way here. I think he would wind up being in this room with us. So, shutting this down seems like a bad idea. Probably. But it's portable, so you could bring it with us to the 11th floor? The buzzing man? I mean, just the whole set up here. Got it. Because if we want to try and trap him in the hub, then we can probably use this to listen into where he is. And then we can, once we know he's out, we can shut this one down. Randall's already grabbed the two things and is walking towards the door. (laughs) All right. Well, they are following. So with that, Eve grabs a phone on the wall and kind of looks at it and goes, uh presses a few buttons and Garrett and Meg there's a phone in your lab that rings not it cool uh thank you for calling Lincoln Integrated Systems my name is uh Randall um this is mystery lab number one how can I help you today Uh, (laughs) right okay Garrett is that you this is Eve yes yeah, yeah, right. yes. Uh, okay, have, yes. Have Have you guys succeeded in shutting down the... Yes. Sh- shutting yes. down the cube in Mystery Lab? We did that. Right. Go ahead and head up to the 12th floor, and we'll meet you up there in a minute. Cool. We'll do that. Cool. Okay. And then Eve hangs up and motions to you, Randall. All right, let's go. All right. And Garrett, I assume you tell Alice and Meg that you got the go-ahead? Yeah. Uh, Eve, Eve wants us to meet them up at the 12th floor. Okay. Let's go. Well, let's go. Come on. <laughs> Hurry up. Cat. <laughs> yep. Tell us about covalent bond. Nope. Yes, don't. Please, please God, don't. No, please. No, thank you. <laughs> no, sorry. I just I had to use the only word that I could remember. We're ionic bonds are nothing in this household, young lady. <laughs> Once you finished up with your homework, what are you doing? What time is it? I mean, this all happened about three. It's probably about three thirty or so. Oh, um, why did I think it was nighttime? I feel like maybe we had forwarded your story along into the nighttime. I think we did. You did like fashion montages and yeah, yeah oh yeah, montage. that's right. Yeah. yeah, so okay, yeah. So for you, we'll say it's probably about eight o'clock. I'm gonna do a little bit of drawing and then go to bed around nine thirty. Okay, perfect. Well, at about nine, you hear a knock on the door. Of my bedroom or the front door of the house? The front door of the house. Okay. And then a few minutes later, your mom calls up to you and says, uh, Kat? Yeah, Mama? You have a visitor. Okay. And I go downstairs. Officer Ross is there. Hey, Officer Ross. Hi, Kat. Listen, I wanted to talk to you. I've been given some thought to the idea of... I guess cop school isn't the right way to put it, but... No, I like that. Is my mom still standing there? Uh, No, she has pottered off somewhere. Good answer. (laughs) Nancy DeHaven would not be into the idea of her 16-year-old daughter doing cop school. No. So much of this show is, is the adult in charge still standing there? No. (laughs) No. Yeah. We're looking into the recent disappearances, but uh, what do you say maybe next week after school, you uh, come over and we'll go over some policing basics. Oh, wait, I thought you said tomorrow. I thought you said Wednesday. Well, Wednesday was going to be like just the 
interrogation stuff, but- I get more cop school? Yeah. Okay. I was going to go over like- Handcuffs? <laughs> well, eventually, but- Gotta work up to those. I was going to go over detective work. Okay. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like you might be- I don't know. You might be cut out for it. I'm pretty sure the first thing you ever said to me was, you're not very observant, are you? <laughs> I feel like I can- I can help out with teaching you what to observe. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Great. Well, if you have any issues or questions or anything like that, I mean, I guess you have my number. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you you said there's been nothing about the disappearances. You still don't know where my dad is? No. Okay. But we're working on it. Okay. I promise. I'll, I'll let you know as soon as I have any more information. Okay. Thanks, Officer Ross. Thank you. So I'll... I'll I'll see you tomorrow then for in- yeah. interrogation school. Yeah. And next week's and observation school. And then it's next Monday school? for just <laughs> like, we'll just call it cop school. Okay. That is, it'll be all encompassing. Okay. Great. Okay. Thanks officer Ross. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. You uh, have a, have a good night. You too. And he turns and leaves. Cat waves enthusiastically. <laughs> just like stands in the door and like, you know, that, uh, that wizard picture of Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump just waving. It's yes. like that. Yes. Nice. Just I super enthusiastic yes. until he's well out of sight. Fantastic. I'm so here for Deputy <laughs> DeHaven. It's going to be so God. good. <laughs> All right. So, Mary. Yes. You are running and you hear Tom go, Mary, over here. Okay, and does that cause me to have to change my course at all? or Not really, no. It's pretty much like, it's a minor course correction. Cool, cool, cool. All right, I, I run over to him, and out of breath, I say, I sit down in the chair, okay. and I say, "How how's how's he doing? Uh, well, he <sighs> is awake. He's awake? Oh, is he yes. mad at me? He's not exactly sure what's going on. Great. Uh, I think he's probably concussed. Okay. But he is awake, and that's good. Yes, that's very, very good. Okay. Um, well, I've uh, escaped from the buzzing man once again uh, using my wits, and I have been in touch with Randall and Eve. Who's and Eve? Oh, uh, she is a an <laughs> adjunct teacher. She teaches science <laughs> class. Um, okay. <laughs> at the school that we go to. <laughs> okay. Moving swiftly on, um, she <laughs> said that she is going to use her science knowledge that she has from the teaching that she does to um get us out of here, and Randall will help. Perfect. Did you hear that, Eddie? Randall's gonna help. Uh, um, <clears throat> I know we're all very proud of him. So Tom says, "Okay, what do we? Where, where do we go? What do we do?" Um, they. Um, I think let's keep talking. Let's hope that the buzzing man uh, just kind of stays put, and we can just sort of stay put ourselves until hopefully we hear them like the voice of God above us. Okay, you know that plan. That's an interesting plan. Yeah, Eva's ex machina. Great. So then I guess we'll just wait. Yeah, so what's it like being a professor? I think I remember that you were a professor or a, a stamp uh, maker. I'm a stamp collector. Okay, how's that? 
You know, I heard that philately will get you nowhere. Tough room. Okay. <laughs> you heard that one before. On that note, you do hear a bit of a staticky monster scream. Dang it. Okay. Well, so I was thinking about how we're going to transport this. Oh, he's a, he's awake. Yeah. Okay. Eddie, can you stand up for us? He shakily gets to his feet. Okay. Yeah. Let's walk. Oh, jeez. They weren't fast before. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. Let's, I guess, let's start walking. Let's follow the breadcrumbs. Let's follow, let's follow our trail back to where we, to where we came from. Maybe that's something. Let's start walking and follow my diary pages. And if you wouldn't mind just sort of sweeping them aside with your feet, sort of knocking them out of line, if you wouldn't mind too terribly as we go, kind of want to cover our trail a little bit. Okay, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to help. I'm gonna. Yeah, no, yeah, that that can be walk. an activity for both of you. Sure, absolutely. Great. So he gets Ed's arm around his shoulder, and right. like the two of them start walking in the direction and just kind of moving the sheets of paper around. And Mary's gonna do that thing where, like, she walks at a normal pace, realizes that she's walked way too fast, turns around, kind of comes back around behind them, and sort of like. <sighs> impatiently kind of and then kind of walks ahead of them sort of she's feeling very it's a very restless sort of movement because she's trying it's that thing where you're trying to get someone to go faster but they have been concussed by a static scorpion you know what i'm talking about that oh, yeah that yeah, that one yeah, of those yeah. Sta- standard yeah yeah, things. yeah. that yeah. thing <laughs> it's such everyone trope. can relate to that Super, yeah it's so it's cliche at this point basically yeah so that's sort of the the movement that if you know in like uh those old goofy movies like they'd zoom out and you'd see just dots going around like positions um like playing baseball or whatever it's sort of like two slowly moving dots just straight going forward and one sort of quickly restless coming going ahead coming around but bouncing up against it and then going back and going ahead restlessly because she's very nervous because she'd really like to uh, have a 100% dad retention rate. That's fair. Um, I, to that end, did you bring the chair? Yeah, yeah. We're bringing the, the chair, absolutely. I said 100% dad retention rate. I'm sure Ed has to rest periodically. Yeah, exactly. So everybody else currently at Lincoln Integrated Systems, you arrive to the 11th floor, and you're able to use the key cards that you were able to fish off of unconscious people and you arrive and the entire floor is just one giant room and in the center of it very familiar sight of four big tesla coils and between them suspended is a we'll go with thank you for knowing that i was gonna ask because i was gonna ask (laughs) it's probably about Three Dylan Jacksons by three Dylan Jacksons oh. by three Dylan Damn. Jacksons. My God, that's, that's a, a huge. Hey, Daniel, just really quick. Eve told Garrett and Meg uh, the 12th floor before. Um, yes. That was Did the only time the you said 11th before. You said, it's the 12th well, floor. We had said 11th before. Okay. We meet up yep, on the same the floor. 11 and a half floors up. We. <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I just wanted to we make sure for John Malkovich. We go to the editing. 11th floor, and there are no floating static boxes the size of Dylan Jackson, so keep going. It's like a two-story foyer. Yeah. There we go. You make it to the 11th floor, find nothing, and then Eve is like, oh, I meant the 12th floor. We should go and to the 15th floor. There's a really cool office in there. Okay, well, maybe check that out. After. We don't have time for that, Garrett. Later. Sure. Later. Later. Thank you. A few feet in front of the Tesla coils in the box is another console. And Eve says, okay, everybody, we're waiting for Mary to, I guess, confirm Mary? she's... 
Yes, Mary's we found Mary. in the void. She's in the void. She's in the void. So, so is Randall's dad and Kat's dad. I care less about that. Wow. So we're waiting for confirmation that they're in this room, and then we're going to try and pull them out and then shut this box down. Or this room. Wait, what? Or we this one. We can't shut down any of these until we get my dad and Kat's dad and Mary back. Right. Okay. Do you got your crowbar? Right here. Okay. Jab the box. This one that I've got in my hand. It's easy enough to just break on my own. We're going to need somebody manning the consoles on the big one. And we're going to need at least two people watching either of these rooms to help the three of them get out. So who's taking what? Console. Dibs. I'll I'll help them get out. Okay. Alice is like, I'll help on the console as well. And Eve will help them get out. And I've got these. If they wind up back in this little room, I'll be helping too before I break them up. If not, I'll make sure I smash them as y'all pull out of the big room. Mm -hmm. Got it? Got it. Okay. Now, we wait for Mary. So let's shift focus back to Mary. Okay, we're walking along, singing our song. Yes. Mary is kind of doing the thing where she's like, all right, let's let's keep on going. We're, we're making good progress. Let's, okay, Um, I'm just going to kind of come up from behind you and, oh, no, okay, we're just lumbering along, okay. All right, well, I'm going to go see how far, okay, and these, uh, these diary notes still go on forever. Boy, we sure did walk a lot, huh? And then I'm going to, okay, let's, are we still making progress? We're still sweeping these away from the path. Good, good, good. Everything's going well. Um, you, you boys are doing very well. I'm, I'm very proud of you. Thanks. You're welcome. You get to the end of your breadcrumb trail. Right. And you do see a dot in front of you that is not moving. Ooh. Hey, I know what that means now. Uh, okay, hold on one sec. Hello? It, um, is this? Okay, uh. And then I'm going to walk up to the dot and uh, put my hand up to it, I think, and see if that opens it. It certainly does. Cool. I'm going to walk into that space. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put the chair with two legs in the room and two legs on the outside of the room because I think that that will prevent kind of like an elevator door. Like mm. just okay. sort of, I don't have any control over the doors. Uh, I don't want it to like shut and then like just as a precaution and somewhere to put the chair. And... um. Mm. I'm gonna make my way into this new this this room. Okay, Tom is like, should we should we follow you? Um, yes. Let's let's go into the. I think let's go into this room. Yes, let's go into this room. Well, okay. watch the chair there. So they follow you into that room. Okay, and now again, she's gonna say, um, hello. We're we're in a room now. We're in a uh, we we've found ourselves in another room. And everybody hears that coming from the big one in the room. Mary! Oh, hi! Meg, hi! Hi! Mary Sue, are you okay? Hi! Everyone! Are you okay? Mary, is is my dad there? He is, and he's doing really, really well, Randall. There's no reason to worry or be mad at me. What? The, never mind, we'll talk about that later. What's important, Randall, is that I didn't get him killed. So how are we getting... What's important is that we get you out of here. All right, let's get on it. Two things can be true. Bradle, throw me the crowbar. Tosses her the crowbar. Do <laughs> yes. we need to roll for that? Yeah, definitely. 100% you're going to roll for tossing the crowbar. <laughs> All right. It's, it's less what? for tossing. It's more for Meg catching. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I'm going to say Meg roll grit to catch it all right i accept this what is randall what is randall rolling randall i guess the closest thing is going to be fight to throw it accurately okay all right or i suppose this could be a grit as well if you're throwing it without intent to harm yeah i'd say grit 
Okay, okay. grit, grit and grit. Grit and grit. Oh, I rolled a two. But I rolled an 11. <laughs> <laughs> I think she so, doesn't get hit by the crowbar. It's like Randall goes to no. throw it and it hits the floor and slides really slowly to Meg's feet. No, Randall throws it, but like catches his catches it on his back a little bit. So it goes wild and Meg just does this artful, just leaping catch to grab it, and it looks incredible. She grabs oh. that crowbar. Yes. And what All are you right. doing with the crowbar? I'm going to go stab the cube. Perfect. So you stab the cube with the crowbar. Mm-hmm. Mary, yeah. a very, 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 very large piece of metal mm-hmm. comes flying into the cube that you're in. You wouldn't be able to wrap your arms around it. It's that big. It's like maybe four Marys uh-huh. tall. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Wow. But you can try and get like a grasp on it. Okay. Are there like, is there like scoring on the side of it? If it's that big, the scoring would be large. The scoring would be pretty mm-hmm. substantial. Let me roll for it. There is scoring on the side. Yes. All right. Cool. Tom, um, take take Ed and you two uh, hold on to this side and I point to the side closest to us and i'm going to take the chair and go on the other side and hold on to that and uh hold on as tight as you can tom if you can uh kind of secure ed i mean i know ed's awake and everything but like you know i'll just, make sure he's okay thank you um okay all right uh we're are um, you ready so they grab on to yeah. some of the scoring on the side and you go to get the chair yeah. And standing right behind the chair is the buzzing man. Okay. Who kicks the chair <laughs> no! into the room. Into the room? Into the room. Okay. And takes a couple steps into it as well as the door closes behind it. Okay. And it shrieks at you. Okay. Meg, pull Tom and Ed out. Are you, are you on? Don't worry about me. We'll deal with that in a sec. Pull Tom and Ed out. Okay. And I pull them out. I Great. go and grab the chair, and I sit down in it, cross my legs and cross my arms, and look at the buzzing man and say, so. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, so, <laughs> Meg, you pull the, the crowbar out, and as soon as it comes out, it gets really heavy, and there's two dads who fall on their faces on the floor. And you definitely lose grip of that crowbar uh, because two adults holding on to it <laughs> have oh, a little bit more sway. Mr. McIntosh, Mr. DeHaven, are y'all okay? What the cuss? Where, where are we? You're at Lincoln and Graded Systems. Randall has immediately smashed the two small Tesla coils. Nice. Okay, let's get y'all out of the way. We got to get Mary out. Okay, and Tom gets up and takes Ed, kind of helps him get up and walks him over to like the the wall, wall and basically he sits down with Ed and is just kind of running Ed through basic diagnostics to make sure that he is, in fact, running properly. <laughs> Twist, he's a robot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, did my dad just become an android? <laughs> My dad, the android, Sunday's list. Meg goes to find the uh, crowbar. Tom still has it in his hand. Tom, I need that. Oh, uh, here you go. Thank you. Meg, wait on that for a sec. What? Wait for a second. Why? Be ready with it, but wait for a second. Okay. So, Mary, you turn to the buzzing man and sit down and say so, and it is not 
particular. It does not look receptive okay. to that. In what? In in what? It takes play? a couple of very angry steps towards you. Can you convert its height to Mary and chair seat, please? Yes. So it's probably about as tall as Mary standing on the shoulders of Mary sitting in the chair seat. Oh, that's much taller. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's an extra Mary in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. I think just for the for the synchronicity of what has happened, it's taking steps towards me and looking all menacey and scary and staticky, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're dealing with, is everyone okay? Is anyone a robot? Sort of stuff out there. I think that Mary is going to start walking slowly backwards. Okay. And that's when she's going to say, hold on, you know, wait a second, Meg, just wait, be ready, but not yet. Okay, she's going to slowly just, she's pushing the chair back with, oh, this is interesting. Does the chair easily slide over the floor of this static void? It does. Oh, cool. All right, good. So she's slowly pushing, it'd be weird if you're like, it doesn't. So now what are you going to do? Um, so she's <laughs> slowly pushing it back with like her, her, her calves as she sort of takes steps back. And she's going to say... Easy now. Easy now. Hey, Meg. I'm ready. Remember that one summer when our parents took us camping? Oh, God, yes. And our dads had recently read that book on spearfishing? Yeah. You were the best at that, as I recall. True. When I tell you, do you think you could put the crowbar in all the way as far as you can push it in the exact spot you had it before? Yes. Hook first. Pointiest end first, please. All right. And Meg, in a moment of actually not being clumsiness, like twirls the crowbar, <laughs> pointy end, ready to go. Uh, I'm going to make you roll. Fuck you. No. Fuck you. Fuck you, DM. You can't say you're just not, you're uncharacteristically clumsy and then not expect to roll for it. I got a four. I'm going to give you four adversity tokens. I got an eight. <laughs> You are successful. That's right. I'm successful. Goddamn right. I'm Worth so glad it. you used adversity tokens to swir- to twirl the crowbar what, what is that thing about cool wins over anything else? Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so Mary is trying to do some mental calculations for where the crowbar was before and where she is now and where the buzzing man is. And she's slowly, she's going to back up until she thinks she's beyond where the crowbar was. And she's going to cross her her arms and look up at the buzzing man and say, you were a lot prettier when you looked like me. And just and just stand there and just sort of like stare up at him, just like trying to look as tough as possible. Okay. It shrinks down to about Mary height uh-huh. and makes itself look like you. And I'm going to kind of do the like squinty i can't i can't really see you and i'm gonna say you know on second thought and i'm gonna point i'm gonna be like what it come here take a step forward for me what is that right there it takes a step forward now meg and meg stabs the crowbar into the cube and in doing so you feel something resist against it but like only minorly mm-hmm. mary what you see is this giant pointy end of a crowbar come in and pin the buzzing man to the far wall all right and i'm going to i'm going to walk up to it and say no, on second thought, you don't even look as pretty when you look like me. And I'm going to kind of grab onto the crowbar and say, okay, pull me out now. 
And I do so. All right, great. And so you are able to successfully extract Mary. And when she she comes out, she kind of knocks me over and we fall. <laughs> and I just hug her really tight. Oh. I hug her back. So cute. Garrett kind of hovers nearby, like acting like he wants to hug them, but he doesn't want to actually touch them because he'll get yelled at. That's Mary true. pulls him into a hug, too. Aww. And she Alice grabs Randall and pulls the, him into the a the hug, too. Jobs. Smash well, the it, buttons. Is it still in there? We want to try and trap it in the hub. If we turn if we turn it off now, it might come out into our world and not be. What would happen if we shrunk the room a lot? I, I think when the room shrinks or grows, that the things inside it move with it. So we could shrink him. Is what you're saying? We could shrink him, but then when he comes out into the world, as we can see, that he becomes full height. Well, I, I'm out of ideas. I've gotten everything I wanted for the past year, so yeah. <laughs> well, let's just, <laughs> let's just let's just do it then. What do you mean? Just wanted a hug. And Alice, since Garrett is over getting a hug, Alice spins the knob, shrinks the box, and slams the button down. And that klaxon sounds again. And then everything shuts down, the box disappears, and there's no buzzing man. Yay! I feel like this doesn't actually solve... This feels too easy. Everybody's just... Standing there. So is that it? <laughs> I think that's it. It doesn't feel like it's going to be it. We should get out of here, though. I Yeah. Yeah, let's Good do that. Plan. Let's Good leave. plan. Let's leave. Let's get Mr. McIntosh to a hospital. Randall immediately runs over to his dad and hugs him as gently as he can while also helping Cat's dad pick him up. R- Randall? Hi, Dad. Where are we? It's a real long story, Dad. Right now, let's just get you taken care of, all right? Okay, okay. So yeah, everyone gets up and walks to the elevator, and y'all pile into the elevator and hit the lobby button. And As the elevator doors close, Mary says, Oh no, the chair! And the doors close. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, you guys get down to the lobby without issue. Is Paulette still there? Paulette is still there. Paulette! I heard some sirens going. Is everything okay? Oh, uh, it's just a power outage. Wait, who are you? How did you get here? I brought more volunteers! And Mary oh. walks up to Paulette and says, Hi, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm Mary. You know, I have never seen someone be able to pull off that outfit as well as you are pulling that off. Where do you shop? What is... You have to give me the name of your... It can only be a tailor or some sort of um, haute couture designer or Rachel, something. Tom, it's and just... Ed are all walking out the door. Meg, Meg <laughs> yes, uh, Mar- Mar- Mary has a hand too. behind her ha- her back that's going like, go, go, go. Is is there is 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 the candy bowl refilled? The candy bowl is not refilled yet. Damn it! Okay. Well, thank you so much for saying that. You know, I get I get a lot of my stuff at Joe's uh, clothes. Tri- yeah, Joe's clothes. Oh yeah, you know, I have been noticing in the window of Joe's clothes, the fashion has gotten really, really great. Did he did he go to Paris or something and just just completely redesign everything? What's going on over there? I don't know. I really love the stuff that he has. Everyone is out at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mary starts to slowly like walk back out and she says, you know, you do a really great job working uh, the desk here, but did, have you ever thought of going like going to school to move up a couple levels in this in this company? I think that they could use some more um, s- strong willed, fashionable, intelligent women like you up on the up on the 15th floor. Huh. 
Well, the fifteenth floor is really just Travis's office, but well, one day it'll be yours. And she huh. leaves. So Alice and Eve lead you to their car. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> took to work that day. Mm. And they're like, okay, well, we can only fit five. My bike's here. I got to go get my bike as well. Yeah, we have our bikes. Take, need- okay. Take Ed to the hospital. We'll meet yeah. you over there. Okay. Wasn't Hollow with you guys? Yeah, I was I was just going to say, hey, uh, <laughs> Hollow. Hollow hung uh, back around the back. That's where I'm going to get my bike. She was keeping watch. Okay. Okay, cool. Choose our lookout. So then I'll say that you're able to kind of get everybody together and meet up at the hospital where Ed is getting taken care of. And I mean, he's mostly concussed, but they're just checking everything else out to make sure that he's that he's doing okay because he's got some scrapes and bruises. And Tom was like, yeah, he just, you know, had a fall. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't really say he was beaten by a static scorpion. Was some- Correct. Some really steep stairs. Does Tom go to the hospital or does he come home to assure his wife and daughter that he is alive and well? So he goes to the hospital, but he calls home. Oh, okay. He's going to the hospital to make sure that Ed's okay, but he calls home to say, hey, I'm fine. I'm sorry I disappeared for a little bit. It was a work emergency, but I'm back now. <laughs> Nancy's probably really angry. She and is, depending yeah. on what time it is, Cat might be asleep. Yeah, I'm going to say that the, this whole ordeal definitely ran to about 9.30. So, like, Cat is just getting asleep. As you're, like, fading to sleep, you hear the phone ring. And I sit up and say, oh, cuss, I was almost asleep. <laughs> and then I roll over and actually go to sleep. Perfect. <laughs> and that is where we'll end this arc. St. Crospital's Hospital, I think. At St. Is... Crospital's Hospital. Yep. <laughs> And I will end it with a little bit of a stinger, a teaser for the next arc. As everyone is, you know, making sure that Ed's okay at St. Crospitals. <laughs> the camera pans over to a room just a couple of doors down. Standing outside of it are a whole host of policemen. And doctors are running in and out as they are working to try and save someone who's been brought in. She had been found in her apartment, strangled. Kids on Bite stars James Anderson, David Hanna, Diana Lorraine, Kate Harlow, Aaron King, and Daniel Spencer. Follow Renegade Studios at Play Renegade on Twitter for more information about the game. Check us out at kidsonbikescast.com and our Patreon at patreon.com slash kidsonbikescast to see how to get access to secret Bike Lock episodes and first dibs on our merchandise. Thank you for listening to Kids on Bikes. Previously on Finish It. I jump on the woolly mammoth. Very nice. Eventually, you become captain of your own ship. You become the captain of your own ship? <laughs> Life is harsh and simple with the cave people. No, boy. Vampire advances toward you step by step by step. The usual way. <laughs> Does that sound like fun? Yes, it does. I'm Matt Yule. And I'm Chris Yule. And on our podcast, Finish It, we're going through all the interactive fiction books ever. And we read every single page, and we don't stop until we got every drop. (laughs) We're going to juice these books. Find us at finishitpod.com or finish it on any podcatcher. Finish It.